Hello there. Presented by the Atlas Strength Shop. This is the Atlas Nerds in Iron podcast. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Cameron with the Atlas Nerds and Iron Podcast. And Dave, me and Coach Matt recap Alabama's strongest man. Hope you enjoy the show. First and foremost, we have StrikeForceEnergy.com. Strikeforce Energy is a veteran-owned energy supplement company. They come in these little pouches similar to Crystal Light pouches that you can put in whatever you are drinking to give yourself a nice little hit of caffeine. I personally love taking these in the afternoon right before I train because I'm not a big fan of beta alanine and they give me just enough energy to get through my workout without leaving me with a big crash afterwards. They come in four awesome flavors, original, which tastes a lot like Red Bull, grape, orange, and lemon. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout and you're going to save 20% on your next order. Next up, we have impactmouthguards.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout at impactmouthguards.com and you're going to get you a dentist office quality product without the dentist office quality price. What they're going to do is they're going to send you a custom mold. You're going to bite down on it, send it back to them. And in a couple of weeks, you're going to have a mouth guard that fits you and only you. Give you something really good to bite down on during those max effort events. They also have awesome athletic tapes, some really cool apparel, and a lot of other products as well. So again, use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 10% at impactmouthguards.com. Next up, we have our newest sponsor, Sticks and Stone. Sticks and Stone got their start during the pandemic whenever iron plates were going for 3 $4 a pound. And what they do is they make molds that will allow you to make weight plates out of concrete that will fit your Olympic-sized barbell. We actually discovered them on TikTok because they are now making custom Husafel stones. They come in 210, 310, and 409 weights. And we just got a full set of them for Louisiana's Strongest Man next year. They're also going to be here at... The third annual Rougarou Classic, November 19th. So go ahead and place an order that will bring it down and you can get you a custom set of stones as well. And last but not least, we have the Atlas Strength Shop. That is us. That is who we are. We are the center for strength sports in the state of Louisiana with everything from strongman to powerlifting to general strength and conditioning. If you're in the Baton Rouge area, definitely come and see us. The best time to visit us is on Strongman Saturdays every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not in the Baton Rouge area and you still want to support us, then the best thing for you to do is to go to the website at atlasstrengthshop.com and check out our apparel line. If you use promo code ATLASNERDS10 at checkout, you're going to save 10% on that apparel line. Now let's get to the show. Good evening and welcome to the Atlas Nerds and Iron Podcast. I am your host, Cameron Ray, and this is our beautiful co-host, Mr. Matthew Cavalier. How are you doing today, Matt? Low tipsy, low tire, but I'm doing all right, Cameron. Dude, it feels weird doing this not in the podcast studio, yeah, doesn't no it? Kidding. Like, yeah. everything just feels unnatural. Um, so we are actually in Alabama, Gulf Shores, Alabama. We did Alabama's Strongest Man earlier today. Well, Matt did it. I watched. I helped facilitate. I you got, did. you know, I was water boy, snack bitch, all that cool stuff. <laughs> And we are wiped. Um, Matt did very well. It was his first time competing open at Alabama Strongest. Um, yeah, we're just, we're wiped out. We're now back in the, uh, you know, was basically an Airbnb. I don't remember what company you went through. What's the company? It's it's a condo through uh, Seabreeze. So it, it's a pretty nice place, but uh, both of our dates, his wife and my girlfriend, are just chilling in the living room watching... Um, like Indian reality TV or something. I don't know what's going on. Like, yeah, it's like it's like a, a Indian uh, matchmaking show. It, it seems like such a niche market, 
and that niche isn't who's watching it right now. I don't really <laughs> understand what's going on, but uh, but we have been exiled to me and my girlfriend's bedroom. So I'm just chilling on the bed. Matt is sitting in a chair in the corner, and we're just staring at each other. We're not in the studio, and then just all this just feels kind of off. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be honest with you guys and tell you that we're actually spooning. He is the he is the little spoon, of course. <laughs> um, not because he is less of a man, but because he is more of a man, really, because he has a. Uh, I am in touch with my sensitive side. He is. He is, and um, and so am I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also in touch with his sensitive side. Anyway, so yeah, that's what's been going on. Uh, Matt is how many beers deep are you in right now? Celebrating your uh, celebrating your uh, your good Nine. day. Jesus! All right, <laughs> I just cracked open the first one, but uh, I did have a beer at dinner. Um, those were good beers. They were uh, Kentucky Bourbon Ales. They were delicious. I had three before we even got to the restaurant. Three beers? Yeah, are you three. count are you counting those beers as what you're in or I had three when I finished competing. Then I had two at the restaurant and then so that makes five. No, I'm on beer number ten. Beer number ten. You were gonna sleep like a baby tonight. Oh do, yeah. Do we need to message Daryl and push back breakfast? No. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> so Alabama Strong is a trip we always take as a gym every single year. This is the is this the third or the fourth year in a row that we've been doing this? I think the fourth. I, I want to say I've been to five of them total. I want to say but, this is four other unit. But, yeah, it, it's always a fantastic time. It's great seeing all of our internet friends. And now that we are all over TikTok, mm-hmm. like, I probably got approach from, like, 10 different people who I've never met before just that recognize us from TikTok, from YouTube and all of our various social media and they've thanked us for how much we've been doing to help them and it didn't really kind of hit me the kind of impact we were making on the community until today. Yeah, I was I was approached by a few people too and it really felt cool to know that, you know, we're we're a part of this community. It's yeah. awesome. So despite only like 18 or 19 of y'all are listening to the podcast in any given moment, we're going to keep doing this um, because we do have a good time doing it as well. Uh, But that being said, tell tell your friends about us because we do want to grow. Tell your friends. We want everyone to be involved. All right, Matt. So on to the meat and potatoes of this. Obviously, we are going to talk about Alabama Strongest. What was the goal going into today for you? So for me, going into this show was to not zero any events and to try to finish in the top half of the rankings. And how did that go? So unfortunately, I did zero one event. Okay, but there's there's an asterisk on that, though. There, there are some circumstances on that that were out of my control. Okay, so we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. Mm-hmm. And did you finish in the top half? I don't think so but i'm still not mad about that yes you um because last year you competed in novice lightweight right there were more competitors in novice lightweight last year than there were in middleweight open this year right not by much but a few you placed higher today than you did novice last year so not only did you move to the open Mm-hmm. But you placed higher in open than you did in novice last year. That is true. So I would, and you had two PRs today. So I would count today as a total win. It is. But so we'll just we'll go through each event. 
We'll kind of recap how you did. We'll also recap how some of the uh, some of the gym members did, and some kind of notable moments that we notice other athletes doing. And yeah, that's just how we'll play things, nice and loose. So the first event was sandbag uh, sandbag press for max reps, right? I know you had a 200-pound sandbag. Yes. And how'd you do on that event? So um, I was able to complete two total reps. Okay. Um, I went for a third one, but unfortunately on that third one, I did not quite get completely under the bag mm-hmm. and kind of moved, moved in front of me a little bit. It's insane just how worn out your lats will get trying to support that much load in front of your body. Mm-hmm. Did you? Was that about how you thought you were going to do going into the event? Because I know we have we have a two hundred pound sandbag. I thought I was going to hit three. Okay. Um, I figured four would be extra. Mm-hmm. I thought I could hit three, but when it went up for that third one, I just could not get enough of my body under it. Yeah. But I was still happy with two because I felt like I executed them very well. You did. How much of that do you think was nerves because you actually had a running clock going and all that? I wasn't worried about the running clock. Um. Maybe maybe a little bit because I did ask for my time, mm-hmm. but there might have been just a little bit of performance anxiety. Yeah, I've been just working. I've been training so hard for this event for the last several months. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a little bit of you know like I'm here, like it's happening, like this is what I've been working for. A little bit of anxiety. Yeah, and so that's something that really can't be understated. Performance anxiety and just experience as a competitor is something you cannot replicate in the gym setting. Right. So if you're thinking about competing, don't be that guy that says, I'm only going to compete when I hit this milestone. Right. Start competing now because just like anything else, whether it's competition, weightlifting, learning to play guitar, starting a podcast, when you first start, you're going to suck at it. Yeah. So... Get those reps in early so that you can get good at it faster. Yep. Because you can be the strongest asshole in the world, but if you've never competed, you're going to shit the bed when the pressure's on because you're not used to that pressure. So get in early. That's probably the best entry level into com- competing is going to be powerlifting because you could choose your own weights. Mm-hmm. But the strongman community is very, very welcoming to new people. They have uh, lightweight novice. They have heavyweight novice. And they'll definitely... They'll definitely bring you into their uh, to their circle. They will. Absolutely, 100%. So the other thing I wanted to ask is during training, did you ever set a 60-second timer to see how many reps you could get with that 200-pound bag? Nope, never did. So that's something that we might want to focus on in the future? There's a reason why I didn't. Okay, why didn't you? Uh, the reason why I didn't, because when I first started training for this event, I couldn't do a 200-pound sandbag. So True. My goal, so in my head, I figured that the best thing I could do for myself to prepare myself for this event was simply don't worry about the clock. Just get yourself in a position to where you can do it once. Mm -hmm. If you can do it once, then you can do it again and then work from there. True. And you definitely successfully did that. Yep. 100%. Uh, So we had a couple other athletes. Nico, he did very well at this event. He got nine reps with his bag. And uh, we posted him on Instagram Reels. And it went viral. Right now it's sitting at 84,200 views. Good for Nico. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that got him a little bit of a, got him a, little bit of a head pump. Oh, uh, let's see. We had Colt. Colt had a 250-pound bag. I want to say he got two reps. Mm. I don't remember off the top of my head. Bronson, I want to say he got three. Yeah, I think that's about right. Um, 
I think that's it. How many did Brett get? Do you remember? I don't remember. So Nico Nico definitely did the best out of our crew at that event for his weight class. But I'll say the teens, a lot of their stuff was way too light. It probably was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of way too light and the teen division, uh, let's go ahead and roll on over to the car deadlift. That was the second event, right? That was the second event. Yep, that's right. So we knew you were going to do well in that one. Car deadlift is kind of my bread and butter. Yes, you have been confident in that one ever since Downtown Throwdown several years ago. Yep. When you got like, what was 21 reps or something? 29. 29 reps, yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, nobody knew what to do with you. Wasn't like that today. No. Uh, so Brett came up first, and he hit 12 reps. And I was like, hey, Brett hit 12. You just got to beat him. Yep. And you did. Yep, I hit 13. And I thought we killed you. Um, Actually, no. Did you? Okay. So I was gassed. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how to describe it, but I just you, knew at that moment, like, okay, you need to shut down. Your eyeballs glazed over. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, we all we all just started stripping you down, getting you out of your gear. <laughs> when I got to rep 11, I was like, all right, this is it. Like, this is the deep end. Mm-hmm. You either keep going or you quit. I'm yep. like, the hell with it. I'm going to keep going. And you got it. So, like, a reps 11 through 13 was, like, in that, that weird twilight deep end zone. Your performance definitely impressed me the most out of the car deadlifts that we had today. Thank you. Uh, from from our group. Um, granted, that's because I think Nico was really robbed of his chance to shine. He went in there really wanting to pull that Volkswagen they have. Mm-hmm. But instead, it was just a bunch of sandbags loaded up onto a car deadlift. Really disappointed because I watched Nico pull Daryl's car a bajillion times. Yes, like he can pull a car, and our car deadlift is harder than those than their car deadlifts. It is. Yep. So we knew Nico could pull a car going into this, and instead he had to pull a pile of sandbags, which a barbell would have looked more impressive visually than what they did. Right. So I, I feel like Nico really got robbed at that moment. He wound up pulling twenty two reps on with a pile of sandbags. Chip, he did. He did a great job of what he had to do. He did. Um, but the fact that that put him in third for that event just goes to show you that the event should have been a car for them. It should have been a car because the first place, the first place team got twenty five, second place got twenty two, and then third place tied. You had two uh, two kids get twenty one. Yep. Granted, there was a kid that came in last with five, but. I watched that kid do a couple of events throughout the day. He really had no business competing yet. Yeah. Like from a from a foundational level, he's got to be rebuilt from the ground up. Right. Like I thought that kid was going to break his ankles doing yoke, and we can talk about that when we get to the yoke. All right. Um. I don't remember anything about uh about Bronson's performance. Do you? Like yeah, nothing he, really he stood did, uh, out. Fourteen reps. Yeah, fourteen. He did fourteen. And Colt, he he had a rough day, yeah, and it kind it kind of all started with that second event. Yep. So the car deadlift frame that Colt was using had the smoothest handles I have ever seen on a car deadlift. It was super smooth. <laughs> and because of Colt's grip, he kept having to reset and wound up ripping the skin off of both of his hands. Like basically, he was bleeding pretty good. Yes, like if you if you if you have callus if you have callus paw fingers, 
look at your palm, those two big calluses in the middle right before your fingers. He essentially ripped those from the center of his hand up to his uh, first knuckle. Yep. So we had to wrap him up the best we could. Um, Mr. Preston, like, used toilet paper and athletic tape at first. But we were able to find him some antiseptic and gauze and get him wrapped up right. But that really threw Colt off for the whole day, and I, I really hate it for him. Like, it it was just rough. Um, so moving on to the sandbag load. Yep. So it was for a fixed height. We've had rising bar in the past. Luckily, this one was a rising bar because you would have been really screwed then. Pretty much, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think you can get even more screwed than you well, are today. Well, if it was a rising bar, it wouldn't have been as heavy. True, and you probably would have started like uh, shorter, too. Yeah, so actually, so if it would have been rising bar, I would have done a little better. Yeah, you did rising bar last year, and you did just fine. Yep. Well, you got the first one and called it last year. Yeah, I was. Uh, that's true, because at the end, of, that was the last event for the day. Yes. And you, I was super gassed, so I hit the first one and shut it down. Yeah, you and Matt, you and other Matt just both kind of looked at each other and both agreed to just do one. Yeah. Um. But that was a much lighter bag. Mm-hmm. That was a keg, actually. It was a keg. Okay, it was a keg. Um, so anyway, though, mm-hmm. that event really, really sucked for everyone who was out there, even the non-competitors. Because that's when it started storming on us. It rained hard, but we kept yes. pushing through it, too. And if you know anything about bags of sand, if they get wet, they get heavier. They do. They get heavier. <laughs> so the entire time that they're out there, these bags are just getting heavier and heavier for the competitors. They're also getting slick because the bags are wet. I couldn't use my grip shirt or chalk. Yeah, when you're using a grip shirt, when the grip shirt gets wet, the grip shirt turns into a slick shirt. Mm-hmm. The chalk, when the chalk gets wet, it turns into a paste that doesn't do anything. So all of the so the bag got heavier, and the two tools that it, Matt was able to use to make this event a little bit more bearable just went out the window. Yep. And unfortunately, like you got it to your lap, but you couldn't get it. You couldn't get it into your body. It just kept spilling out because it was a very loosely packed bag. Right. So it, so it kept spilling out. I tried to do it vertical. I think if you would have approached it a little bit differently, you might have been able to get one. How's that? If you would have focused on shouldering it and with, then put it over. With the vertical? Yes. See, that's what I tried to do, but the bottom half of the bag just kept staying underneath me. I just mm-hmm. couldn't get it up. Yeah. I just couldn't get the bottom half of the bag up enough for me to really shoulder it. When you're shouldering a bag from a vertical position, mm-hmm. you have to get it on the knees and basically get into a deep squat. You have to okay. get you have to basically get your shoulder below its center of gravity and tilt it back and stand up with it. Yeah, that unfortunately that wasn't a technique I was really able to practice with. Yeah, that was actually a decision I made on the fly. I could just tell. To see if I can make it work. Like it, it was worth a shot because the other way was not going to work today because that's already a a rough weight for you. Right. Um, well, even even under perfect conditions, even if it was dry, and I was able to use my grip shirt, because of the bag, one, the bag was very big, and it was loosely packed, so that would have been a hell of a, that would have been a hell of an attempt anyway. So, for those of you at home that have never used a sandbag, I want you to picture when you were a kid and you go to the aquarium, those little toys in the gift shop that you squeeze and they just kind of fly out of your hand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Imagine one of those that weighs 265 pounds that you're trying to pick up. And it's like and three feet wide. Yes. And that is a that is what a loosely packed sandbag feels like. It was very hard to grip. 
especially under the the weather conditions. And uh, I just I could not pull enough into it into my lap to really do a, a good hip a mm-hmm. hip pop with it. So I I tried to flip it around and do it vertical, but the the uh, the bottom half of that bag kept sliding away from me. Yep. And once I heard fifteen seconds, I just like I just kind of made a decision. Like I don't really want to burn out on this event. Yeah. Um. So I just I shut it down. It was a good call given everything that happened. Yeah. So next we have I remember Bronson. Mm-hmm. He destroyed that event. Like I want to say he got like um, I want to say he got like seven reps with it. The thing about Bronson is Bronson is a very big man. Yes. So for him to be for so to imagine someone with Bronson's size to be able to pick up a bag like that is it's not it's yeah. not hard to imagine. He he's like six four. He competes with the super heavies, but he's also like, like jacked. Yeah, he, he's probably what, two eighty, two ninety, something like that. But the dude is built like a Terminator. He is, and uh, he's a cage fighter. Yeah. So don't mess with him. Yes. Um, Colt, he got one rep with that bag. Oh, I'm sorry, Bronson got two. I think Maybe. Bronson only got two, because I remember Colt got one. Colt did get one. Yes, that I remember for sure. And um Bronson only got two? We'll 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 check afterwards. Okay. Um it, it's it's hard to remember everybody's individual scores off the floor. Right. Yeah, it is. But um if you want to see all this visually, we're gonna be putting out a YouTube video. It's going it's actually if you're listening to this, then it drops either later today or it's already dropped. So sweet. Yep. So <sighs> Colt did one. He did one. And then needed more chalk, but there wasn't any chalk around. And if he had used chalk, it would have turned into a paste. Right. He also opted to keep his grip shirt on, so the grip shirt was slick. Right. And it was just not a good event. No. And, like, that... I I don't want to say that's when, like, everything just kind of, like, we knew how it was going to be that day. Mm -hmm. But... Like it, it wasn't. Some days it's just not your best day. Yeah, you know, sometimes you have days like that, and it it sucks when you've prepped for a really for months, and the day that it's not your day is competition day. But sometimes it's sometimes it just happens like that. Yeah, you just you just you know when you have days like that, you kind of got to take it in stride and just yep. you know know that there's going to be another competition. Yep, you, you just, just focus on the next do. one. Yeah. Uh, did you watch Nico do that event? Um no, but I think he did. I think he did well. Okay, I, I wasn't able to see Nico's because I was watching everybody else's. Right. Oh, uh, I, I know we have it on video, but I haven't been able to review the video yet. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the rain stopped after that event. Yeah, pretty much immediately. Yeah, for the rest of the day. Yep. It literally rained. The entire time during the worst event, it could have rained the entire time. For. And then after that, the sun came out and it all dried up. Yeah. You know, there were some puddles and everything, and we had wet socks the rest of the day, but... Well, I didn't. I changed yeah. my socks. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was smart. He brought, his, he brought a change of socks. So, after that, it was the yoke squat, which the yoke squat went way smoother than I was expecting. I was expecting, like... 10% of the athletes to drop out due to injury, and I don't think a single person dropped out or got hurt. No, I don't remember any injuries whatsoever. 
And uh, my personal experience that this setup for the yoke squat we did today was so much easier than the way I've been training. Yeah. Um, Because the original plan was there was going to be something that you sat on. Right, but apparently that wasn't part of the plan. Yeah, they abandoned that. Right, which turned out to be for the better. Yes. So people were able to set up better. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you got a 25-pound PR. 50-pound PR. Well, 30-pound PR. Yeah, I was about to, I, I was, so the most you had hit was 470. I thought you hit 475 at one point. 370. 370. That's what I said. No, I said four. <laughs> yes. So the most I had done in training was 370. But today, I took my first two attempts. My first, my opener was 240. And it was nothing. Was, right. But I thought it was going to be much more difficult. But like two four, he just flew up. I'm like, okay. So I took three hundred, and again, three hundred just flew up. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm like, okay, do I really want to do three forty or three sixty? Because I've done those in training, and this feels so easy. Yeah. I might like, screw that. I'm gonna set a PR and hit four hundred, and yeah. four hundred again went up. <laughs> and uh, that being said, keep an eye on the website for a new T-shirt. We're gonna be dropping. If you're not gonna podium, you might as well PR. Oh, yeah. Because we are going to drop that shirt. It was set out there, and people loved it. So we're going to make a shirt about it. And um, it was great. I was very happy to see that I could hit 400 on the O-squat. Have you have you ever squatted 400? Yeah, I can squat 400. Okay, that's what I, I thought. recently because it hasn't been necessary, but I can squat 400. Yeah, that's what I thought. But, yeah, couldn't be happier with your performance on uh, yoke squat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Nico... He wound up with either high twos or low threes. I know he PR'd it. 305. 305, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I knew he PR'd it, so I'm really happy with his. Yeah. Colt, he had been... So, Colt hurt himself doing the yoke squat very early on in this training cycle. And because of that, he opted to start training at higher so that he wouldn't hurt himself training again and have to drop out of the comp. But the 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 repetition of the event just wasn't there. He wasn't able to set up how he normally sets up. Colt got, I want to say Colt came in at 400. Mm-hmm. And then he attempted 500 and couldn't get it off the ground. Right. Like, where it was on his back was too far in front of his midfoot for him to be able to actually put any oomph behind it. Right. So I don't know if he maybe could have set his feet a little bit more forward or shot his hips up. Uh, it's and It just goes to show that you really do need to train an event the way you plan on competing in it. But I also feel like they changed, the, they changed what to expect so many times. It was always kind of a moving target. So that part really, really sucks. Um, the whole time leading up to this uh, competition we were training... We were under the impression that we would have um, two um, crash pads stacked on top of each other. Yep. To sit on first, you kind of wiggle yourself in a position, and then you go. Yeah. But today, when we got the competition, there were no pads to set up with. You just had to get under it and squat. Which is great Um, for somebody your size. It worked for me. It worked out for me. Colt's like 330 pounds. And not that tall. Yes. So someone like Colt, who really fills out his frame, it was it was a difficult day. Yes. 
because like it's essentially Colt was required to set up lower than he squats with a barbell. Yep. And it just it wasn't a good one it wasn't right for his frame. Yep. Unfortunately for Colt just wasn't wasn't good. Um uh, I'm just I'm really glad he didn't get hurt on this one though. So Me too. So that's because yeah. I was really worried since he got hurt training it. Mm-hmm. I was really worried that he was going to get hurt doing it. And he didn't zero the event. Yep. Uh, Bronson. He's a savage. Did you watch his? I didn't watch it, but I heard he had a stupid number. He hit 640. Jesus. <laughs> like, he went out there and just hit 640 just because he could, basically. I don't know what they feed this guy. I'm pretty sure that his mom was shooting up when he was nursing. <laughs> just injecting Tren. Yes. And they're just feeding her. her he was son. built in a government lab for the purpose of strongman. And this guy, I tell you what, man, you really need to watch this guy because he is something else. And um, and Bronson is such a nice guy, too. He is. He's the nicest dude. He's and like so- I said earlier, apparently he's an MMA fighter. So imagine someone who is trained to kick your ass, but can also compete in heavyweight strongman. Yes. I don't want to fight him. I don't want to fight him. Yeah. That's why God made the Second Amendment, man. Like, I'm calling <laughs> I'm calling him if I think I'm going to get jumped. <laughs> and no one else. <laughs> All my bases are covered. <laughs> but, yeah, he did amazing in that event. And he, was, um, he did. It's always a pleasure to watch him compete. Yep. Um, so let's, uh, so that's it for those. Let's go ahead and we'll move on. Last event of the day was a yoke run into a log press, yep. which we talked about last week, how there were some changes to the, to this event. Right. So, um, originally this event was supposed to be 25 feet with the yoke down and back to the, uh, log clean and press. But they decided to uh, shorten the yoke run to 20 feet down and back. However, when you finish the yoke run, you would finish opposite side of the log. So you would have to sprint to the log in order to clean and press it. That screwed a lot of the heavyweights up big time. It did. It did. Because heavyweights aren't exactly known for their sprinting abilities. Right. So it, it really, it, like they were gassed by the time they got there. Yep. Which, being the last event of the day, everybody was gassed anyway. Mm-hmm. I think I saw more zeros on the log than I saw completions of the log today. Yeah, that is true. And it's it's really a shame because the log's one of my favorite events to watch. The um, logs are my favorite to do. Have you hit that weight before in training? No. No? Okay, so we didn't really expect you to come in and hit the log. Like, it would have been a really good day had you hit it. That would have been a PR. Especially after PRing your yoke, yeah, you hit, you hit six hundred for the first time today, yep, which is it's awesome. Yep, I would actually able to do the. From what I can tell, my yoke run was actually pretty damn fast in comparison to a lot of the other guys. Yeah, um, obviously the guys who placed ahead of me were monsters, just as fast if not much faster. And a lot of them got the log, right? And and most of them got the log, or I say I don't know. I don't it know wasn't most guys. of them. But um, definitely like, the top guys got the log. Like, I remember me and Matt from Battleborn, uh, we were standing there, and then we realized that, like, no one had gotten the log yet. It was a heavy log. Yeah. The thing is, I, I don't know what it is about the particular log that I was using. He was, he was, was using an MB Power Center log, by the way. 
It was so brutal to clean. So that log is 230 pounds empty. Right. All the weight is in the log rather than on the edges. So it's very similar to cleaning a wooden log that way. I just don't understand why that makes such a difference in terms of the feel of the clean. I'm not sure. But like, because I've cleaned 225, 235 in training, no problem. The clean was fine. For me, it was, for me in training, the issue was the pressing. So I would always work on the pressing. But for some reason with this log, the clean was so brutal. Your clean looked good. It may have been heavy, but you got into a good rack position. Worst log I ever cleaned was in, it was in Arkansas for the downtown throwdown. Mm-hmm. No, it was in Arkansas for uh, for Arkansas' strongest. Right. Downtown throwdown was in Mississippi. We used a log that the handles weren't in the center of gravity of the log. Oh, God. All the weight, so when you pick it, all of the weight is underneath your hands. So when you roll it onto your chest, the weight is in front of your hands and then next to your neck. Yes. Oh, God. So you go to roll that thing and the center of gravity is orbiting around your grip. And it was brutal to clean. And my dumb ass... (laughs) Didn't really take much time to warm up on it beforehand because I was like, it's going to be a light log for me. It'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I get there, go to clean this thing, and it doesn't move past my stomach. (laughs) And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And that's when somebody told me after the show, yeah, like they had that specially made just to do that. (laughs) And that's when I got the idea of making a log where we weld the center and fill it halfway up full of sand. (laughs) Don't do that. I'm going to do it with one of ours. (laughs) So, yeah, a lot of people zero the log. I know, uh, so you PR'd your yoke. Yoke. Nico didn't PR his yoke. Uh, he'd hit 450 before. Mm-hmm. He he zeroed his log. Right. Which he picked it up, lapped it, and then put it down. Yeah. He was Nico like, I'm not spent. doing it. Yes. He actually wound up tweaking his back a little bit during the yoke. Very good, very mature call to not go for the, uh, to not go for the log press. Yeah, I'm very, very glad he made that call. It was the right decision. And I, I have to give him props for being 17. And making that good of a call. Yep. So, good job to Nico. We're doing something right with him, apparently. <laughs> um, the kid that went before him, though, it was a few people before him, he was 100% flat-footed. Mm-hmm. And because of that, like his arches had completely collapsed in, Oof. and his both of his ankles buckled inwards oh. as he walked. Every single step, I thought this kid was going to snap his ankles. Oh, Jesus. He re- So, if if you are listening to this and you have a kid that competed in Alabama's Strongest Man and he came in last in the teen division, rebuild him from the ground up. He does not need to be touching strawman implements right now until he rebuilds his arches and gets structurally sound. Otherwise, he is going to be broken. So if you are a parent listening to this and that is your kid, like I I will I will help you get get him where he needs to be, but he needs to take a serious step back before he gets permanently injured. 
He is, hate to see a case like that. He's too young to be doing that to yeah. himself without having any good form. Right. Like, he, he, he needs help. Anyway, soapbox moment over. Moving on to Colt. Colt did very well in this event. He did. He did. He was one of the fastest yokes. He got a, he got a rep on the log. Called it. He finished strong. He did. Uh, I think he knew he wasn't going to podium, so there was no sense in burning himself out with his hands like that. Yeah. Because, like, his hands were torn up. Yeah, they were. Like, imagine trying to do any kind of good, meaningful workouts when you have no skin on your palms. Look, I, I saw Colt's hand when he ripped them, and I tell you what, that was pretty gnarly. Yeah, and it always happens on that uh, that car deadlift. I think, um, I think if anyone besides Colt would have had tears like that, they would have dropped. Hands, they would have dropped. Yeah, I would have had a much harder time doing that. Yep, I would have dropped. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, and you know what? I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have dropped. I would have been too prideful. I wouldn't have <laughs> dropped. Um, like, who am I kidding? So, anyway. Br- Bronson came through next. He got three very ugly reps on the log. Still three reps. Yes. Bronson is just bull just running through these events with bull force he has very little technique because he has not been doing this long yeah but he's so brutally strong he strict pressed this log holy for crap. three reps <laughs> holy they had what a two what, what was what was the heavyweight i want to say it was like 270 jesus christ this Good. guy is a monster yes so he Strict presses these three reps. They're ugly. He's not going to get... He didn't get the fourth one. The guy that beat him, we kind of knew Bronson was not going to come in first after his first rep. Really? His first rep was so clean and pretty <laughs> that we were like, this is this is fucking 80% for this guy. <laughs> he then goes to do three more clean and pretty reps and puts it down calmly. Some guys just yeah. got it like yep. that. And I was like, well, Bronson, that's second. The thing is, though, Bronson could be that. Yeah, he just got to practice a little bit. Yeah, He's like, got to learn how to use his legs. Like, Bronson, I think Bronson's one of those guys that's like, like you, you could really do well with this. Yeah. So, the big thing holding him back right now is the fact that he does shift work. Yeah. He, and he, he doesn't do- live near a good strongman gym. So, he's bought some stuff. Yeah. But he needs, like, a crew and training and practice and, you know, all that. But he's got a hell of a lot of potential. Speaking of potential, Christian Suggs. Hmm? Christian Suggs. Christian Suggs? Suggs. Suds? S-U-G-G-S. Oh, Christian Suggs. The 17-year-old who was competing oh, in heavyweight. yeah. I talked to him at the end of the day. That kid is going to wind up at World's Strongest Man. Look, when when you told me he was seventeen, I had to look at him again. I was like, "Nah." Like, what are they feeding him? <laughs> he has a four hundred pound log press. This, like, guys, this kid is for real gigantic. This kid is something else. So he he placed about he placed ninth today, which is about mm-hmm. middle of the pack for what they're doing. He's competing against grown men, and the only reason he placed that low two reasons: he had never touched a car deadlift before. Yep, he's and. Did, did, you, did you watch his car deadlift? 
Um, no, I, I missed his. So when when you hear on YouTube and when you hear us say lean back, some people take that a little too far. He leaned back so far that he was just about pulling in line with the lever. Oh, he was he was fighting against the leverage. Yes, instead of just leaning back slightly and pressing against it that way. Right. If he would have done that, he would have knocked out so many reps on that car. Because right. he's got a strong pull. No, he does, absolutely. With the squat, he also made a mature decision. Mm-hmm. He knew he was not beating the super heavies. Right. So he just made sure he didn't get hurt. Yeah. Because he didn't have a yoke to actually train this on. Because were you around when he was talking about how shitty his gym was? Yeah, he was saying um, that they really they really don't allow the strongman sport to really have a chance to train there. Yep. PT tries to get equipment, but they don't really let him keep it inside. Like they just, they're just not very encouraging of what he does. Yes. So um, if you are a sponsor, look up Christian Suggs and outfit his garage. Yeah. Because he will take you far. In fact, I think I might reach out to some people on his behalf. Look, this look this kid this kid is built like a grown ass heavyweight competitor. Yes. Like I've never look, I've been around a lot of big guys in my time with football. Mm-hmm. I have never seen a seventeen year old this goddamn big. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest seventeen year old I've ever seen. He's ridiculous. Yes. And he's built like he's very well developed. Like, this isn't some, like, fatty, flabby 17-year-old. This is a big, solid, bull-strong motherfucker. He's so polite, too. Yeah, he's super nice. Yeah. He's a great kid. But I I really think he's going to go far. I got him looking into OSG Mm -hmm. because with OSG, you have a chance to go to Giants Live. Right. I think that's his end. You think? Yep. Damn. 100%. Um, I've got him convinced. I think he and his training partner are going to come to Atlas a couple times a year. Just to get a little bit more experience in before these comps. But, yeah, uh, all in all, it was a fantastic day. Afterwards, went to Rotolo's. I was not feeling it. Uh, Wound up getting a muffalata. Matt killed a large pizza by himself. Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, it was a good day, man. You got anything you want to add today? Um, Man, you know, I think that covers it. I'm really excited to, you know, compete some more. All right, man. Another event coming up in eight weeks. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Uh, so next time we're going to see you is going to be Battle on the Bayou in New Orleans. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. All right, so you ready to call this in, go drink some more, and hang out with our women's folk? Let's do it. All right, until next time, we'll see you. See you. Just a quick recap of the sponsors. We have StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 20% on your next order of caffeine. Next up, we have Impact Mouthguards. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 10% on your custom mouthguard. Next, we have Sticks and Stone. Go follow them on all social media. They have a really awesome YouTube channel. And finally, there is the Atlas Strength Shop. That is us. Follow us at the Atlas Strength Shop at all platforms. We just recently started putting a lot of things on YouTube, including this show, if you want to see a video version of this show. Last but not least, don't forget to like and subscribe and share us with all of your friends. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. See you all next time.